0: Welcome to the Taiwanese Diaspora Podcast, where we use personal storytelling to connect people of Taiwanese heritage from all around the world. I am Cynthia, and I'm excited to use this podcast platform as a way to explore what it means to be Taiwanese next. This is episode 30. In today's episode, we talk with Wellington about all things Georgia, including the Georgia Senate runoff, growing up in the Taiwanese community in Atlanta, and how we went from founding the TASA organization at Emory University to becoming the board president at the Taiwanese American Citizens League. And lastly, where to get the best Taiwanese food in metro Atlanta. 我们今天跟Wellington聊 他在亚特兰塔Georgia州出生长大 然后在大学有开始一些台美的校友会然后他现在是台美公民学会的会长
1: Uh, i'm in taipei right now i'm not doing very much i'm essentially on pto i had i actually intended to work here for like four months
0: yes that's the dream
1: yeah yeah it was great but then my hr like stepped in like a month before i was about to leave because my work was like well you can't work out of the country
0: yeah so how long are you gonna be there for
1: um until january And I actually need to make it back to Georgia to vote.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Great segue. So let's start with a quick introduction uh, to yourself.
1: Hi, my name is Wellington. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I am uh, born in Atlanta, Georgia, actually. My parents are from Taiwan. Uh, My dad is Hakka. My mom is uh, Minnan. So I actually understand both, but I can't speak either. (laughs) I can speak Mandarin, though. And I was actually formerly... Chinese American Professionals Atlanta Chapter President, but I am now part of the national organization, which is TACO, Chinese American Citizens League, and I am the, now the national president. Um, it means is Wellington. I'm from Uh, my Taiwan. is my i Atlanta. Uh,
0: so Georgia is in a unique spot. So we've finished our national election, the general election a couple weeks ago. and Georgia is in the news about what's next. And I know like this year is a very unique situation with the senator runoffs because generally it's, you don't get to vote for the two sen- Senate seats in the same year. And so can you talk a little bit more about what's going on there?
1: Yeah, so Georgia is very unique this year. Um, so we have two senators. week we uh, well, year, was a senator, 會輸所以他的位置都讓開來 所以那時候camp是我們 呃, 弱, 都是说如果candidate没有超过50%的话 他需要有一个runoff 所以都是两个最高vote的数字的人 1月 50 um, local 的位置也是也要比，可是最重要的都是现在都是看两个 senator senator um, tip the balance for the Senate if they go Democrat. So, really important race. Lots of money pouring into Georgia for it, and it'll be interesting to see all the all those special guests that appear in Georgia kind of get out the vote in the coming months.
0: I know you're not physically in Georgia at the moment, but how has it been? I guess, was this expected prior to the no- November elections? And in the past couple of weeks, I know Stacey Abrams has been doing a lot of work on getting out the vote and being very vocal um, and active currently as well. What have you seen change with now all the attention being focused on Georgia?
1: Going into it, I think I was expecting runoffs for one of the seats, the Loffler seat where she is now was the kind of like the appointed person by camp. And um, I had expected there to be a runoff there because there was 20 some odd candidates, and two Republican heavyweights plus multiple Democrats. Um,
0: is so, it typical? Like, do you guys not do primaries in Georgia for or assign candidates for each party
1: well because it was a special election i think that's why it was a little bit different because it was an appointment and then a special election so it made it a little bit more complicated this was the first time that i've seen it like that because the other seat which went through the natural cycle uh, purdue versus now ossoff um there was only three candidates it was like the two main party candidates and then there's a couple of independents. I think it was really just one the libertarian who actually ran. And so that one was like follow the natural course. And I wasn't actually sure what was going to happen on that one. I was expecting um close race, but for Purdue to potentially win that one outright. But obviously with Georgia now being battleground state, with the overall election being a lot closer now in Georgia. Um, I mean, we saw glimpses of that in the roll race back in two thousand seventeen, in which um, Abrams and Kemp were very, very heated battle and barely lost that round. Uh, Stacey Abrams was running against Kemp, and Stacey Abrams barely lost that, and so um, that was kind of like a foreshadowing of what was to come. And so I think, even though it was a surprising turn for the presidential side. Whether that can be repeated on the Senate side, especially now with the runoff, because runoffs are notorious for getting people to come back out and voting again is um, a little bit tougher. But then, you know, with COVID happening in Georgia, too, with the mail-in ballots and things like that, that might actually make it um, a little bit easier, a little bit different. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how what actually happens.
0: For the logistics standpoint, um, so mail-in ballots, is there also early voting for this runoff?
1: Yes, so lots of important dates. In Georgia, you can actually continue to register people now. So if you're actually turning 18 by the January 5th voting date, you can actually register now to vote in that election. Even if they didn't vote in November, they can you know request the mail-in ballots. So in Georgia, you have to request the absentee ballot. So it's under ballotrequest.sos.ga.gov. And then you can register to vote on mvp.sos.ga.gov these are the state um secretary of state of georgia's uh website where you can get all the information and then the deadline to register now is december 7th december 14th is the early voting when early voting begins so you can actually go to polling places to vote in person there's actually multiple locations so you can actually if as long as you're in your county you can go to that location you don't have to go to your designated polling location you can just kind of go to one of the ones that are in your county and then january 5th is the actual election day and then that's when you have to go to your designated polling place and then actually vote there and then for absentee ballots if you're mailing them in uh they have to actually get in before january 5th if you're mailing them or you can do drop-offs there's actually drop-off boxes at multiple polling locations i think there are there's extra places and and you can look on, I think, the mvp.sos.ga.gov site to kind of see where those locations are.
0: Do you know of any particular things you have to do with the ballot?
1: I do know that it's important to make sure that your signatures match and um, you know, make sure your name are ma- is matching what you have on your registration form. Um, there was a period of time, there were certain votes that had to be cured, quote-unquote cured, and so essentially what it means is that the signatures didn't match properly. The names were, there's like hyphen somewhere. You had an extra middle name or something. And so there's actually an ability for those to be cured and then for those to be counted for the election. There was like rumors of how there were like multiple thousands or something like that, but it turns out it wasn't that high of a number. There's like a website to check to see, you know, the MVP mvpsos.ga.gov site kind of shows that whether your ballot was accepted or not. And So if it wasn't accepted, you know, you definitely contact the state and let them know that you want to cure your bow. There's organizations in Georgia as well who are going around helping people cure it. So definitely reach out to any of the Pan-Asian groups that are out there that can definitely help take care of that.
0: So if you're in Georgia, you're in you the you
1: Yes. So in Georgia, we have a Pan-Asian community center called CPACS, the So website Center for Pan-Asian Community Services, is the name of the organization, and the website is cpacs.org. Just uh, thank you for this opportunity. It was great to talk to you about this. Georgia is definitely a very interesting race right now. There's a lot of people coming out. Andrew Yang is actually in Georgia right now. There's actually, I think, an event coming up soon that he's helping support. Obviously, a lot of the candidates from outside of Georgia are coming in to help support. Both sides of the race right now, um, as just mentioned, during these Taiwanese, <laughs> um, very very recognizable for all the Taiwanese Americans.
0: How can you give us Taiwanese American Citizens League tackled.
1: Sure, Taiwanese American Citizens League. Our, our main mission really is to help elevate like the, the lives of Taiwanese Americans, uh, Taiwanese and Taiwanese Americans in America. So we do that through multiple functions and programs. So we actually have like uh, underneath our programs, we have summer camps and also chapters in different cities. I mentioned earlier uh, TAP, Chinese American Professionals. We have 10 chapters across the nation, um, currently located in New York City, Boston, D.C., Atlanta, Austin, San Diego, Orange County, L.A., San Francisco, and Seattle. And then we have two summer camps for our younger generations. One is Life Camp, located, located in NorCal. And the other is LID, located in SoCal. And uh, what we really do is try to help spread and help people know more about Taiwan, um, either through cultural events, through professional development events, developing our own community through leadership, and, and really just trying to, um, to help build up our presence within the United States. Big thing was the census that we did, the Lincoln we We helped run the census campaign this year with the write in Taiwanese census uh, on the census for 2020. Christina Hu was the director for that within our organization. And um, that was one of our big missions. And we it was, uh, it's was been a long year for that. And then after that, we went straight in to get out the vote. Uh, which is a big part of, uh, you know, being citizens uh, within the United States. And and so we really hope to to get our community to get out the vote as well right after that, because it is a big election year across the nation. Taiwanese American Citizen League though is a nonprofit. So we are nonpartisan. So we actually don't support uh, candidates. We do really hope that people will go out and vote because we know it's really important. Um, it's our way to kind of express our opinion on who we believe should be in office and the direction of the country that we currently live in. And so that's, that's really one of our main pillars, and we do hope everyone goes out and votes. Even if you're turning 18, this is a great time for Georgia residents. It's a very interesting time period that you can actually vote ahead of time um, if you didn't get to vote in uh, November elections.
0: And how can people get involved um, either with helping get out the vote or with Tackle, or with any of the other um, Pan-Asian groups?
1: There are too many ways to get involved, I feel like now. <laughs> but for Tackle, you know, uh, if you're interested in helping us out, uh, TACL.org is our website, come visit us. We also have the, the chapters, look for Taiwanese American professionals in some of the cities I mentioned, or the, in the cities that I mentioned, then you'll kind of find our chapters reached out to them they're, they're more localized national board we sit there all over the country and so we um don't have as big of a presence within the cities themselves uh we can definitely direct help direct to you all to, to different local organizations for georgia definitely reach out to cpacs um i think they have all they've been um you know registering voters helping get out the vote and when i was part of the atlanta chapter we worked with them. Did, sign up voters within our community um they work with other communities as well within georgia they've they've been a great resource they've helped us during with census work as well so we've been working with them for many years and and they're definitely one of the leading voices for asian americans within georgia
0: amazing do you want to share a little bit more about what it was like growing up in georgia and if you were always involved with the taiwanese community there
1: uh sure. I was always part of the Tongchenghui, or at least I guess my parents. My parents came as students to Georgia to study. My dad did, and then probably shortly by my mom. They they just happened to find other Taiwanese people in Georgia, and so they started a Taiwan Tongchenghui in Atlanta. <clears throat> so for me, I had a lot of friends that I'm still friends with now. Even um, it's been thirty plus years for me. Uh, of knowing some of these people. We all we all kind of saw each other at community gatherings and things like that. So that was kind of all throughout my childhood. And then as I got older, I actually attended a summer camp called Taiwanese American Foundation, or half And that actually was very interesting for me because you, we got to meet Taiwanese people from outside of our cities. I know that there are other Taiwanese people that, like you know everywhere else. So it was kind of like, oh, cool. Um, So knowing that we had, like, a large community that we call families, like, or or our family, I guess, a Taiwanese family, it was very, very eye-opening. And I learned a lot about my identity, about leadership styles uh, from my time at PAF. In college, I actually stayed within Georgia. I went to Emory. um, And I actually started a TASA there, partly because, you know, it's was kind of like, oh, how come everyone else has an organization? How come we don't have an organization?
0: Can you tell everybody what TASA is?
1: Oh, TASA is a Taiwanese American Student Association. It's like the, for us, it was our undergraduate organizations for Taiwanese American students. So it was really funny because one of my childhood friends, Michael, we actually went to TAF together and everything like that. So he went to Georgia Tech. They didn't have a TASA. And we just happened to start TASAs at the same time. So after college, I was working in Georgia. I never really left. I always stayed there. But um, I reinforce, I guess, my taiwanese through visits to Taiwan. So currently, I'm in Taiwan right now. Um, but I, I frequently visit like once a year because the majority of my family is actually here, other than my parents. Uh, I have one sister in the States. I have one aunt in the States and a cousin. But most of my other family, extended family, is in Taiwan. So I come back quite frequently, especially to see my grandmother. She's actually 100 this year. So definitely had to come back for that.
0: Wow, going Yeah.
1: So came back to see her. But after, like, college and after um, I went to law school, graduate law school, but I was kind of, like, in Atlanta working but not having, like, that feeling community that I used to have when I was a child. So there, we had that community sense growing up through Tong Tenghui, and we had TASA. I try to go back out to the Taonong Tenghui stuff, but a lot of them were a lot older. They all spoke Taiwanese in, like, Uh, i mean i understood but a lot of my friends like who used to hang out with me wouldn't understand so ended up not going anymore so i kind of gathered the group back together and i was like hey you guys want to start something new and and so at that point tacl national had actually reached out to us in atlanta because there was actually a formerly a tcl in atlanta so back then the structure was very different they're individual TACL chapters um, instead of one national chapter. We actually still have TACL-LA, TACL-OC that are still in existence, But the, most of the other TACLs had kind of folded in. Uh, the, the new thing was TAPS, the Counties American Professional Groups that are forming up. And so they had reached out to Atlanta to kind of start something. Um, and so we kind of like got together and we kind of like talked about it like, hey, you all think that's a possibility? Do you think we'll have numbers? Because even though I was kind of grew up in the community, a lot of people had left Georgia, had kind of gone out of state, and we weren't sure how many people actually would come out to our events and things like that. You know, how strong was the Taiwanese community group within Atlanta itself? And so um, we just tried it out, <laughs> and it worked out really well, I guess. Uh, we got founded officially founded in 2013 became a provisional chapter 2014 became a full chapter 2015 and it's still flourishing still growing under great new leadership now uh transitioned you know several times since i left um and you know uh really looking forward to seeing the the community continue to grow i think one of the most important things that i've noticed is that like without that sense of community you kind of lose a little bit of of like the Taiwanese feeling. I don't know if it's just because Taiwanese people seem to be more communal anyways. There always was like that gathering of people. And so without that, I just felt a little bit like something was missing.
0: I can so relate. <laughs>
1: yeah, so having that back now has been great. And being involved at, like, a, at a new level now has been very different. I, I still have like the, the local chapter stuff I can go to, helping the national organization is uh, definitely very different and uh, has its own challenges and its and rewards as well, but, um, you know, looking forward to the future and seeing what else we can do.
0: Is Tackled, would you say, is more of a, um, maybe like a second generation, like people like us, like born here, but parents are immigrants? Is it more for? I would
1: I, I would say our TACL National um, and the TAP programs and the camp, summer camps, are definitely more geared towards second generation. Um, I would say that we're probably one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, second-generation Taiwanese-American organizations out there. There's other, you know, pockets of organizations. Like, I think another large one is Taiwanese-American Foundation, the the summer camp we attended. They're a very large organization as well. But they kind of occupy, like, the Midwest, while we're kind of like the fringes, as you can see, you make a giant U across the country. Yeah, I think um, we're definitely more second generation geared and some third generation now too appearing as well. So uh, we hope to continue kind of for that growth. And we also welcome, you know, well, I guess what is first generation or 1.5 generations, the international students that are coming in now as well to like continue to join our organization and like hopefully we can help them and like establish their, their communities here as well or, you know, hold them into our communities if they wish to join us as well.
0: Do you run the programs in Chinese, English, Chinese?
1: Um, Depends on each program. Um, I think a lot of the programs, depending on the leadership there, they have, they kind of do like a, some will do a mix. Uh, more, is ho- more heavily focused on English side, and probably don't speak Mandarin as well, uh, but... There are some programs that have like strong Mandarin speakers in them, and so can help definitely welcome those that are, don't really speak as much English. We also have a lot of non-Taiwanese people in our organizations who are you know really helping grow our community through like allyship um, through allies of our community, and so we welcome like non-Taiwanese people as well to definitely to join our organization to to kind of help further our cause because. What is most important is really to help other people understand Taiwanese community and the um, Taiwanese people, I guess, more so, um, not just the community. And, and so our makeup is definitely starting to become wider in terms of uh, like also non-Taiwanese people, but the language definitely is uh, more focused still on English, I would say.都是我们都会大部分讲英文嘛。可是我們就是有一些會講中文的他們都是想要來學台灣到底是什麼東西 uh, 欢迎你来, and,
0: in Georgia, in Atlanta, where do you go for Taiwanese food? Where do you find the Taiwanese communities?
1: So, if it's a little of Stone Mountain area, which is very rare, I think. But 可是我就是很多, 所以現在奶茶現在在亞特蘭道蠻紅的所以到處都有開始出來新的店 so it's pan kind of spread all over actually.
0: <laughs> cool. Can you say those city names again? I didn't quite catch.
1: Yeah, so the northern area is like uh, Pleasant Hill um is the name of the street, and then Duluth and north of that is like Johns Creek. Uh, I didn't mention this earlier, but Downs Creek and I would say uh, Lawrenceville are a lot of where are, I think, people are now moving. So there's a large concentration of Asian people up there. But then within the city limits, within what we call our perimeter, um, so we have this giant highway that literally runs like a circle around the city. So around the perimeter area and within the city, it's like there's a lot of bubble tea shops. So Doraville is like kind of like on the perimeter. The one I usually go to is called T Top. No, there's also Gonza now, and and Taiwanese restaurants are kind of like all over. So there's like a few. There's like one in Midtown, in our Midtown area called uh, Amaz, which is uh, has been around for a while. There's a Bento Cafe, which is a little bit further north of the city. There's a place called Java Saga, which just does like big chicken and chicken sandwiches. I think they started doing other stuff too now, but um. They're kind of like on the perimeter, and and so from Midtown where like Amaz is all the way up to Johns Creek area is like almost an hour's drive, sometimes more during traffic. So you can imagine it's like there's it's literally scattered everywhere. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's it's kind of cool because it's like kind of like all over. And these are actual how I would say more Taiwanese focused places, not like mixtures of like different cultures like Pan Asian restaurants. These are actual Taiwanese places. So these have been um, more of the, the ones I've been around for a while. Scattered over.
0: That sounds delicious. I was down in Georgia a few years ago for a friend's wedding and I went to the international market. One, well, I guess one, I didn't realize Georgia had a lot of Asian people until <laughs> our conversation just now, but that international market, do you know what I'm talking about?
1: The cat farmer's market?
0: Like it's like yeah. an, inside a warehouse, but they have like basically food from all over the world. It's was the coolest experience.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the Cab Farmer's Market. There's also, like, the Buford Highway Farmer's Market, which is also, like, super crazy now. Um, I haven't been there in a while, and I stopped by, and I was like, oh, wow, it has gotten more international than I remember it being. But, yeah, there's a lot of Asians in Atlanta, in Georgia. It's uh, A lot of people are surprised because we are deep south. Um, so a lot of people, I think, are a little bit surprised when they say, oh, there's, there's Asians in the south. We have a lot of uh, transplants, um, and so that's kind of helped bolster in numbers. We also have like an influx of international people too, from Korea, from China, from Taiwan. Definitely lots of people have been coming in. It's been interesting. Uh, Growing up here and seeing the changes (laughs) um, has been very interesting. We actually have like two Chinese supermarkets, or like there's uh, two Hong Kong supermarkets. One of them is like, more Vietnamese-focused, actually. There's actually multiple smaller ones scattered throughout the city, and we have, like, like four different Korean chain supermarkets. Yeah, we actually host our national convention in January, and so we took all the attendees up to those areas, the TACL national convention. And um, they're like, you have a Super H Mart? And I was like, I thought you guys had H Marts, too. And they're like, oh, no, we just have H Mart. And I was like, apparently there's a difference between Super H Mart and H Mart.
0: This has been so fun and we we don't have to go into this, but you mentioned you got a law degree. Are you practicing law now?
1: I am not practicing. I actually do data privacy work, uh, specifically data protection. It's uh, a crazy world right now with a lot of what's happening. Uh, I work actually for Deloitte Global, but I I work internally, so I'm not client facing. I actually, that's why I don't like practicing law. I hate dealing with clients. I mean, I have internal clients, but they're different. Um, it's a different type of work, I guess, and pressure. But yeah, I mean, working on international stuff and then seeing all the different data privacy regulations, data privacy, data secrecy acts out there from all the different countries, understanding like all the different requirements that certain technologies have to now build in is like pretty crazy, and it's been a it's been a great experience. I love it. Just kind of seeing everything trying to like fall into place. Obviously, GDPR is a big one, but lots of countries are catching up now. California has had CCPA, but it's like lots of stuff going on <laughs> in this field.
0: Cool. I had a fun time talking with you this time. Um, maybe we can do another episode sometime later, and you can talk about why you did not become a lawyer.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm. Uh, I have a great story about it.
0: <laughs> oh, excellent! Can't wait to hear it. Thank you so much, Wellington, for your time and for helping us get educated about all things Georgia.
1: Yeah, definitely. Happy to talk.
0: And that's it for today. Please send me a message on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at T-W-D-I-A-S-P-O-R-A or shoot me an email. It's hello at TaiwaneseDiaspora.com. And if you or other people you know have stories that they'd like to share on this podcast, please send them my way as well. Some of you have asked about how to support the show. So if you are inclined, go to ko-fi.com slash T-W-D-I-A-S-P-O-R-A to donate. All right. See you next time.